You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation brought to you by Exodus Trail Cameras. Now, if you guys aren't familiar with Exodus Trail Cameras, I'm going to recommend you go to their website. Tons of great information about their products, right? The cool part is, is they're turning four. They're having their fourth anniversary. And to celebrate, they are offering 25% off their Exodus Lift 2, their Trek, and their new solar panel. And this is running from May 15th to May 28th. Um, They have a ton of great uh, features, right? I don't have enough time to share all of those features in this little time frame that I have to talk about it but here's what I'm going to tell you I have a camera off their very first run and it has not given me any problems at all right put the SD card in format the card turn it on and it takes pictures period right and that's what we want trail cameras to do they work every single time take advantage of this 25% off go to their website exodusoutdoorgear.com do some research about all the functionality of their cameras, right? You can take a look at their price. You can find the one that's right for you. You can enter the discount code YEAR4, Y-E-A-R, the number four, and save 25%. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast Today is Memorial Day, and uh, today is the day where we reflect on those who have served this great nation in both life and death. Um, So if you see a soldier or you have a soldier in your family or someone who um, has dedicated their life or a part of their life to defend this great nation, then um, I really think that uh, you need to call them up and say thank you. Um, The Nine Finger Chronicles and the Sportsman's Nation as a whole, I just want to say thank you to all our servicemen and women um, for doing what you guys do. And uh, so, big shout out. Now, on today's podcast, I'll go from a serious note to a not-so-serious note. (laughs) I am joined for an epic BS session um, by my good friend Tim Kent and a new friend named Dave Thomas. And we're not talking about the owner of Wendy's. We're talking about the owner of Bow Hunter Planet. His name is Dave Thomas. And uh, we are basically sitting in three chairs in a shelter house in the middle of Texas at a media event that we were on. It was kind of like a hunt. And uh, this is just a straight up BS session. Let me just real quickly talk to you about what we cover. We do very briefly talk about the hunt, the media hunt that we were on, but we also talk about celebrity crushes. We talk about bucket list hunts. We talk about, man, just a whole bunch of really fun stuff. So basically, if you are uh, sitting around a campfire with your buddies at deer camp, that's what this podcast is all about. Basically, we're, we're just sitting around having a couple beers and enjoying each other's company for, like I said, an epic BS session. Now, before we get into today's podcast, I got to send a shout out to Hunter Safety Systems. Now, if you're in a tree stand, you need to be wearing a safety harness and Hunter Safety Systems has a variety that you can choose from whether you like vests or you like uh, like a lightweight strap version um, they have it all right they they even have this thing that I'm uh, this uh, safety harness that I'm really looking forward to using this upcoming summer uh, when I set my tree stance it's like a uh, it's like a workhorse, right? They got these big pockets in it and you can put all your uh, steps and sticks and screws and um, little nuts and bolts while you're actually setting up your tree stand. So uh, be sure to go to huntersafetysystem.com and check out all the uh, safety systems that they have, all the safety harnesses that they have. And, uh, you know, because 
the time of hunting in a tree stand without a safety harness is long gone right and you're doing yourself and your family an injustice if you don't hunt without one so again huntersafetysystem.com and uh yeah take advantage of that so before we get into today's podcast again thank you very much to all that have served our military forces and uh let's just get into today's big time bs session with tim kent and dave thomas all right so this is the second time we're recording this podcast because my dumbass take two is that i just i'm like i could say that for everything in my life like if i'm talking to the third person like this dumbass right here every day i do something stupid we talked earlier about how much of a like i catch myself doing things that only douchebags do and then i like self-hate myself like i don't like when someone overeats and then they have this like real guilt towards themselves like oh i'm a piece of shit whatever i do that when i have when i do douchebag things too i look in the mirror i'm like dude you did some douchey things today huge bag you know what i mean you guys you guys can relate right absolutely So have time. children, of right. course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every day is like a mistake. Right. Like, ooh, I yelled at you, and I really shouldn't have. Ooh. I know. My favorite oh, is when uh, JoJo Siwa. Do you know who she is, Tim? No. You don't know who JoJo Siwa? No. Dave, you got kids? I, yes. You got girls? Two boys. Two boys. Okay, so you probably don't know who. JoJo Siwa is like the next Britney Spears, but on a younger level. Okay. For She's like real popular with like the 6 to 12-year-olds. And she does pop music, right? And so whenever JoJo Siwa is playing on Alexa, you know, I jump, I jump in the living room, do some dad dance moves. And I think I've nice. seen those. Yeah, yeah. And, and my daughter looks at me, and she thinks I'm hurt. So her, like, 911 <laughs> training kind of kicks in. Something's wrong with my dad. He's having a seizure. Knock him out. All right, so I'm here today, and we're at the Lazy CK Ranch uh, in the great state of Texas. Beautiful it's gorgeous Texas. out here. And uh, I'm with two knuckleheads, and yeah. we are uh, taking a break from the hunt, you know, after the morning hunt, uh, before the evening hunt. And uh, this is just going to be like a really quick or long or whatever BS session. I'm here with the owner of Wendy's, Dave Thomas. That's right. I wish I owned Wendy's. <laughs> God. Hey, let me ask you this. Can you imagine? Oh, God. Dude. I wouldn't be here, though, if I wanted these. I'm not going to lie. I, yeah, you would. You'd, I you'd, actually would. You're right. You'd own I'd it. be living here. You'd I'd be own like, it. guys, yeah, it's you'd nice be, to see you again. Right, right. You'd be, you'd be like <laughs> looking at that price list and be like, I'll take two of these. Two of these, eight of that. Four I'll of those. take this me- yeah. side of the menu. In fact, this building, let's just make it mine. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so I can deck it out. Rename it. But anyway, uh, Dave Thomas, d- did you ever get shit in high school? Absolutely. You know, here's the thing about the Wendy's thing. Let's let's be honest though. The the generations have changed so much with the. I mean, think about it. Dave yeah. Thomas, founder of Wendy's, is like in our time frame. Like we we've heard that kids, like even teenagers now, know nothing about that. So like yeah. my nephews, one's twenty three, never even heard of Dave Thomas Wendy's. He's no idea. So a lot of our generation and older, say you know was ever you know oh Wendy's ha 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 you know. But <laughs> who's their celebrity crush then? I don't know. <laughs> but I will tell you is this. I did get a free Wendy's burger at Wendy's for having Dave Thomas as my name. Really? And then I said, it's my uncle. And they're like, yeah, right. But we'll give you a burger anyway. I was like, thank God. Hold on to that celebrity crush <laughs> idea because I, I want to dig into that a little bit because I have a whole bunch of them. Okay. Oh, man. But before, I, I think we have to introduce everybody first just so we know. You, Dave, you really don't own Wendy's. Is that correct? I do not. Okay. <laughs> so why don't you uh, tell everybody yeah. uh, who I'm- you are and what you do? I am Dave Thomas, the CEO. <laughs> I forgot. You forgot that part. You forget this. I am the CEO of bowhunterplanet.com, and I founded it back in 2009. So it's 10 years this year. What is Bowhunting Planet? Bowhunter. Bowhunter. Bowhunter Planet. Is it actually a planet? It is our planet. This okay. planet, baby. Uh, no, it's a community. It's a um, – uh, we have a big YouTube video series called test lab we have a podcast called the bhp podcast we have um we have hunting shows called bone driven and hunt series we own experience wild so it's another area of our business that we've ventured a little bit into the fishing realm and the outdoor lifestyle just in general right um 
And so, yeah, it's a lot of work. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot of hunters, a lot of bow hunters uh, take part in it. We work with like literally over 250 companies in the archery industry. So it's been, it's been a lot of fun and interesting to, I guess, at that. <laughs> right. And to your right, my left, probably the beautiful d- man. Yeah. Dave, would you agree that out of the three of us, he, Tim Ken is the best looking? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Tim is gorgeous. First time I saw my ETA, I was like, wow. That guy. He, when he walks into a room, heads turn straight oh, up. Oh, yeah. This is how he greeted me at the airport. <laughs> the first event I went to with Tim, he was, like, hosting an event. At the time, it was T13 Creative. And he had this event, and there's all these, like, his people he worked with, these companies in there. And, and I came in the room, he was like, first off, I was like, man, this guy's gorgeous. And then he's like, you sit over, you sit over, Dave Thomas, Boner Planet, you sit over here, table 13. Right next to blah, blah, blah. I don't remember who it was then. They're all out of business. But <laughs> he's like, you sit right here. <laughs> he's just lying. lying. It was actually cool. I remember that. You remember that? Or like yeah. the, you had like, uh, you, you just had so many companies in there. And then we, it, was like a, it was like a media thing, like this kind of, but like in the ATA and specifically for that moment. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of, there was like a whole, I just remember a, a row of tables on the wall. And there's companies, you know, lined up on those tables. And we would go in and you know, ask questions about their products. It was great because at the ATA show, it's hard to do that on the floor because it's so busy, you know, so to have that media time was pretty cool. So that's the first time you met Tim Kent? No, maybe in person. Yeah, yeah I think person. probably in person, but we had talked on We've the had crushes on the phone for years. I think what we should do, Dave, is me and you just talk about Tim Kent and not That's even like let a, him yeah, talk. Yeah, like <laughs> third, third Tim. We should have videoed this. <laughs> Tim, introduce yourself. Yeah. For real? Yeah. Oh, okay. I won't jump in. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm Tim Kent, and I'm the CEO <laughs> of Phoenix Branding. And I invited these two knuckleheads down here. Your mistake. So, yeah. Our benefit. And uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we're down here for a media hunt, as Dan said, at the Lazy CK Ranch. And we're doing some product testing for one of the companies that my company works with. And... Uh, now we're podcasting. What does uh, Phoenix Branding do? We do we do branding. Hmm. <laughs> would you Sounds explain that in consulting, like consulting, <laughs> or would you say consulting or marketing or kind yeah. of everything? Yeah, no, we do we do brand consulting. So it depends upon the company and what portion of the business they want to take advantage of. So in in the instance of this this particular situation. We do public relations for this particular company. So it's you know, and public relations really. I think can be better described as media outreach. So we, w- we work with guys like yourselves, making sure that you're aware of the products, you know, have product samples if needed, you know, that you have press releases that we maintain a good relationship with you. And then we, we have earned media opportunities in that, you know, we could take advantage of your platforms to pr- promote those products and then, you know, find ways to scratch each other's backs, you know, should you guys need things too. Hence something like this. Yeah, it's called the 100 grand. Yeah. 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 <laughs> or a plank. I'm, more, inter- in I'm more interested in the scratching the back. Yeah. Type. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Well, speaking of scratching the back, we can get all these oh, chigger Jesus. bites. Yeah. Yes. Chiggerville, so, USA. Guys. It's horrible. It's called yeah. Sawyer, guys. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Step one. Total Bush League amateur. You guys Bush League it. Not me. We were Literally actually turkey hunting. We were just turkey hunting last weekend, and the guys were like, don't forget the Sawyer. And I thought, ding, this thing went off my head like, ooh, yeah. ticks? Ooh, Texas? Yeah. Maybe there's ticks in Texas. I'm spraying all my stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's why they don't touch me. They don't even come near me. Right. I'm just going to apologize to everybody. Uh, this wind that you're hearing, we could have went into a room and, and did this, but just uh, tough it out. It's worth it. It's worth it for us. Yeah, (laughs) because it's gorgeous outside, right? Um, There's a bad echo in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, right, okay. So, are we talking about this brand or not really? Like, is it? Oh, yeah, we can do that. So, I figured we'd do that later. I'm just asking. We're just, we're just. No, we're here. We're here on Faradine. Yeah, Yeah, Faradine. Tim has asked him Faradine to invite us because he knows we're brand influencers in some sort. I don't know why. Huge, huge in our, huge in our category. Exactly. Right, and he. And so anyway, but it's cool because, uh, first off, this is my first actual media hunt that I was invited to. And one of the things about this that's cool is you get to test their products in the field. That's why it makes it kind of neat. Yeah. And I tell you guys what, that Rage Broadhead was cool, dude. <laughs> For me, at least. <laughs> it's like throwing an axe it. through an animal. Oh, really there's is. a guy that said that one. I know. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's a good I, remember, I remember that. 
I just have a buddy who's real big on rage, always has been. Yeah. He will not shoot. So, like, with Boner Plant, we've had different shows over the years, you know. And what happens is with these shows, and some you might know this, some you might not, you get either product sponsors or paid sponsors. And Broadheads was always a category that was kind of easy to get for some reason. Like, you know, a broad company wanted the exposure. Well, this guy's like, dude, do not sign any broadhead company. Like, do not. Unless it's Rage, don't sign them because I only use Rage. I don't care what you sign. I'm telling you right now, I'm not shooting it. I said, oh, my God. So, but he was, I mean, ever since we started, that, to me, Rage is kind of tried and true and done. Like, in my mind. Like, it's a winner. If you want mechanical, you can't go wrong. Put it that way. It's kind of done. And even the new one here that we've been playing with, these new ones. Yeah, yeah. They proved to me in this weekend alone our week alone that it's exactly what I thought would happen. Right? What if you what put, if, the, what if you put shot? it where you need it? I shot an odd ad, which is crazy, uh, and an axis deer, both with that broadhead. Odd ad is a, a goat. Dude, it's some sort of sheep, sheep. goat or Barberry sheep is the it other is. <clears throat> It was it was like first off, it's very elusive. And we didn't even see it like the guy the guide saw it the day before, but they're far away. And we were sitting there and these whitetail come in. It's not whitetail season here. You can't shoot a whitetail. So we're watching these whitetail. And then um, it, just at dusk, four of these odd ads just appear, like, out of nowhere, straight ahead of us. And that was it. They started coming in. And I'm not going to lie, guys. I put the pocket rocket where it needed to be. It was a great shot. It was one of my best shots, I'm not going to lie. I ever. feel like you could be – you could definitely – the way you act, you could definitely be a spokesperson. I'm a very good spokesperson, mm. especially for my own brand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe yours too. Check out the Nine Figures Chronicles. Local on your podcast. That's no, right. I, I've been doing like, you know, I've been honestly critiquing my own like voice and stuff for specific things like advertisements. Yeah. Because I learned that when you do an advertisement like on the podcast, right? So you have an advertisement. Well, sometimes a company will give you the script they want, mm-hmm. but they won't give you a, a reader you know so i have to read them myself or i'll have the guys do it and it's garbage no offense guys sorry <laughs> sorry I just some of the guys will do it it <laughs> won't be that great right and i'll have to redo it i'm like damn so i have all the guys do them like so if i have we have like four main guys and other four other guys who work on the podcast and other stuff we do and so i have all of them read the script in the way they want and then i try to put that over music and if i can't get it i end up having to do it myself and i get real acting type <laughs> so let, let me uh off the top of your head let's do a commercial right now for lazy ck ranch all right do it right now the lazy ck ranch the most advanced technical and diverse animals you will ever see technical spend your time here at seven thousand amazing acres of texas hill country put pride in the shot <laughs> check us out online LazyCKRanch.com. Hey. Where magic happens. And Tim Ken is there. (laughs) There's a whole bunch of, like, taglines in that one one delivery. They owe me because they're going to have to use some of those now. Guarantee it. (laughs) (laughs) All you think about is dollars. No, not really money. I really want pictures, to be honest. This place has so much options for photos. Mm -hmm. Deer pictures are an amazing thing to get. And, like, you know, here's a good example. Like, you're in Iowa, right? And you guys have great, great deer. But for you to go out and, and risk taking a picture of that deer and spooking it or screwing up your spot for the year is kind of like not really want, something you want to do. But you come here, you can get whitetail photos left and right. A gorgeous deer, you know. It, I just want to see the deer. I don't care if they're high fence or not. I just want to see a deer. Yeah. I'm not, it's not like I'm shooting it. I just want to see it, you know. That's what I want. Photos. <laughs> I, no, I'm with you, man. I, just, I love the photography part. This morning was tough because it was so – calm by comparison the last couple days so we had a we had a real nice axis you know kind of in where we were and adjusted all the settings on my camera i literally pushed the button one frame and the whole group of deer that was there were like wow busted out one just that's nice one too loud yeah Yeah, that's (laughs) no but that's true i mean like you listen to like a cannon shutter yeah, I'm so, on a so DSLR. Yeah. It's so much more mirrorless quiet. Is quiet. Yeah, yeah, and then obviously the mirror. I was getting tons off last quiet. night. Yeah, deer hurt in front of me. But then again, the blind I was in was incredible. Yeah, that was a great photo. The blind. thing's awesome because it's high. Plenty of room. Yeah, which is kind of you guys here. You're talking about how the shutters spooked the deer, right? And we're in a high fence environment, right? So when people think high fence, 
you know, we talked about this on the first time we tried recording this podcast, but uh, the deer in a high fence environment, especially, okay, they, this place has two main enclosures, one 1,700 acres, and the other one is 2,200 acres, I believe. And 600, there's like a couple, there's a, yeah, they have a couple of them here. All adding up to 7,000 acres, yeah. right? So anyway, uh, the deer are still using their defense mechanisms, Absolutely. their natural defense mechanisms, and they have, or all the animals are, they're using their defense mechanisms. We still have to play the wind because, like we found out with one of the other guys here, the wind shifted and was blowing straight at the feeder, and they ran away. All the animals ran away, and they have the ability to run away because of the vastness. Now, that's if you if you look at it, what's uh, like 2,200? Like there's 640 acres in a square mile, and that's roughly. I think it's just under four square miles of land in one of these, you know, one of these um, pastures is what they call it. So they can, they can get away. Absolutely. They can get away and they have escape routes and they use their defense mechanisms. And when the, the ATV rolls up, they run away. Absolutely. And that's something that I think I like, I'm going to do another podcast where I get into more depth about my experience here, but it's just awesome to see people who have never experienced a hunt like this and now, which was me. And now I've experienced this hunt and I'm seeing that there is a difference to what people's perception is to what the reality is in a in a in a a true high fence versus a pin Pen. there are a pen hunt sizes. yeah right yeah. yeah there are pens that's the thing there are pens so people for people to feel that it's it's unethical wherever yeah. they feel right is i understand that because yeah. i have seen ones that are like 20 acres i mean tiny, oh, yeah. and the deer really can't leave and it's 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 really is a pen kill i mean realistically i've never hunted anything like that but i have seen it and heard of it and seen pictures online of them um i've also heard of people who got a lot of money they just yeah. come into a ranch they pull a big buck aside into a small pen like that and, and shoot that buck you know to thirty thousand dollar deer you know yeah. but hey I, i'm not gonna tell you you can or can't do anything right it's not right. my place right it, it, you know if you're boasting about it it's kind of weak but whatever you know yeah. i'm not gonna you know what i mean like whatever it's your money it. right Teach i can't <clears throat> yeah I, I'm not saying I agree with it. I don't necessarily, and that's small of an environment. But something like this is unbelievable, man. This yeah. is so so big. And when like you can you stand said, on the top of the hill and you can't even see oh, the other I, fences in the area, there's no right. It's not one of the places no. that I've hunted so far. Actually, I can see a fence from where I'm setting. Yeah, no, no, it's just so big. Dude. No, and Dave got a nice tour of the exterior <laughs> of the ranch on their way in the other day, so he knows. Dude. It's he so knows far it's, away. It's like full we, proximity. I mean, it literally was like the other end where we came in. And yeah. We couldn't even get to here. It was like literally impossible. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so, it, it, I mean, it's so vast. It's so massive. There's so many, like, animals here. It's pretty cool to see the different things. But like you said, everything runs. It's not yeah. like they're just sitting there and they, hey, come shoot me. It doesn't work that way. Right. This is, like, real deal. You're not hearing a gate yeah. close also, and some important. guy going, hey, ah, get out. Exactly. And it's also important to note, and I know some of you – that are listening to this have watched Texas honey on TV. Every single one of those hunts is on a ranch. Yeah. That's how it works in Texas. Everything is gone. There's no, there's like very minimal public land, like, yeah. like 10%. That's it. Out of all this land you see, everything's private. That's just how it is. That's how they yeah. did their business when they separated this land years back. Yeah. I don't know if it was the Alamo or whatever, but it goes way back. It's a, cult- it's a culture. Yeah. It's definitely a culture thing. And I think that's why some people have such a huge, problem with it is because it is such a culture shock and i'll be the first to admit i'm in a state of hey i thought i was supposed to hate this Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and i think a lot of things are different from what i expected like the fact that there's 2200 acres and i know people who live near the farms that i hunt who have 22 plus 100 acres of some of the best whitetail manicured property in the entire united states and deer don't leave yeah and deer they have all they have they have more food in a in that area than they do here Mm -hmm. right 
and this this place has had rain a uh, lots of it mm-hmm. and the exotics that we're hunting don't need the feeders they have seven thousand acres of grass to eat now yeah, it's crazy so i want to take a little bit of a tra- transition here um and uh, tim brought this up in the intro and I, it's something I wanted, I've wanted to talk about in a while, and it's celebrity crushes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Does this include all celebrities or just hunting celebrities? No, not hunting celebrities. Okay, great, great, great. I just not want to make sure. I'm not sure. Is that, that's not even real. Yeah. It's not it, even real. It's, it's not a real Hunting thing. celebrities. I get it. I just want to make sure we're on the same page. That's I mean, I, you, they, like uh, I've said this. I think I probably said it to you. Like, you know, you take, like, the most popular hunting guy. Who is that? Who is that? I'm not going to say any names. It? I don't want what? to say any names. What do you mean? Why not? Who cares? Because uh, I don't know who it is. Who you is know? it? I can't, I can't. It's probably me. Uh, who's yeah. got the most? So you take Dan, the most, like, uh, yeah, like, I'm well, huge. Well, I mean, you're Dave Thomas, so you're probably the my most name popular. alone. So you take cloud. Dave. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. With older people. I thought he right. was dead. Right. You take Dave Thomas and you take Brad Pitt and you put him at the end of the checkout aisle and, you know, the local grocery store and, like, nobody's going to know who XYZ outdoor personality is no. by yeah. comparison brad pitt oh he he is a celebrity yeah you know and it's just i, I <clears throat> that's a struggle for me it always has all been right. i mean I, I respect what all those people do don't get me wrong and and I, I, obviously we interact with a lot of them and i am appreciative of it but but none of your that, friends would know who they are but no and not even that just i just that 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 terminology i think it's just two completely different contexts yeah you know two we'll call them tv hunters I just I like personalities. I mean, there you go, personalities. Yeah. You know, because they are, you know, and there's and there's a lot of people who who don't you like? Ma- <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. You gotta ask the hard questions, or we don't got a good podcast here. Yeah. Um, what's, that, what's that game? Uh, <laughs> yeah, truth or mur- dare? Murder, marry, bang. <laughs> yeah, yeah, murder, marry, bang. Go. <laughs> no, we're not gonna do that. Um, that might that if that uh, ever came out, that might be the first podcast that I've ever edited. That'd like, be awesome. Ever edited anything out of? <laughs> It's just like a whole bunch of. Hold on, man. Go get a six pack. We'll it's go, like we'll a computer voice of actual celebrities' names. That you, well, I tell you who I'd murder first. <laughs> but seriously, Tim go. Kent, uh, celebrity crush. What you got? <laughs> I'm serious. I wanna. Go. I wanna have this conversation because this is. We're also at a deer camp, and I know a lot of people can relate that you really like. We really we talk about deer hunting, but we don't talk about deer hunting. Yeah. At deer camp. For sure. I don't think we've talked. Yeah, we did talk about deer hunting yesterday morning. A little bit. Yeah. What you got? I'm ready to break the ice. I'll do it. Go it. Yeah. I'm struggling because there's so many. Diane Lane. Ooh. Ooh. Diane Lane. And she's she's much older than me. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) She is. You know, there's not a lot of people out there that I would just pack my family up. (laughs) Just, (laughs) yep, adios. But if Diane Lane ever called me and was like, hey, come to wherever I live, I would probably tell my, I'd probably say, hey, can I bring my family with me first? I thought, you know, obviously they're important to me. But if she said no. (laughs) Excuse me, Miss Lane. (laughs) Yeah, excuse me. And then, um, so that's my first one, Diane Lane. But not from like the recent movies like Superman and the, uh, justice league series but from like her early earlier days yeah yeah that one hmm. I don't, mine aren't really women i got guy crushes <laughs> huh. I, I don't look at that way like zach efron love zach efron oh. hugh jackman and it's because of the great showman i love the movie i just like oh these guys are awesome they you know, it couldn't be like their extreme physique that you like that about too. them very beautiful beautiful <laughs> men both, we, you're right. You're we right. Might, both we might are be extreme. uncovering some things on this podcast. Yeah, we're <laughs> both extreme. No, I don't know. Like, I, I'm more like, uh, I don't know. It's not really any women in the movie thing. That's my thing. I don't know. I don't know. Not trying to like sound weird, but I. So you're like that guy who scrolls through Instagram, uh, and likes like pictures from three years ago. Uh, I'm gonna stick to guys. That's. What <laughs> Hey, dude. There's no, there's no judgment here. Hey, dude. If you like Hugh Jackman, dude. Hugh Jackman. You baby. like Hugh Jackman. So if Hugh Jackman called me tomorrow, I was like, dude, come out to Australia, hang out with me for a year. I'd be like, oh shoot. 
I used to love Dave Matthews too. That's like my big fan. Oh, Dave Matthews. Back in the day, not anymore. But dude, you're a Dave Matthews band fan. I used to. Be. You guys, you guys are hardcore. Because I remember, it was um, hardcore. I, out of all my friends, I was the only guy who didn't like Dave Matthews. It happens. And they're just like, there's that guy. <laughs> they, they literally thought thought I had some kind of learning disability. <laughs> Which is actually the case, but <laughs> they, they were right. They were but. right, but not because I didn't like Dave Matthews. Uh, that's funny. What, I don't, so I don't, don't really like him like anymore. I'm not going to lie, Matthews. but I used I, to love him. I don't like him because. <laughs> here we go. Uh, yeah. It's getting hot in Number here. Number one, it's because all, my, all the people that I knew that were really hardcore fans of him were bigger douchebags than me. That's not fair to him, though. That's not fair to Dave. I understand. You, if you don't like the music, it's hey, one if thing. you don't like my opinions, you could put the headsets down. <laughs> <laughs> good one, good one. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I wanted your opinion; I'd give it to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my wife says to me. I, I control the mute button here. Right, right. So uh, that—that's why I don't like Dave Matthews. That, and I, I guess the fact that I don't like his music. That's that's the better one. I think yeah. it makes more sense. Especially when yeah. they when they were popular, I didn't like. I didn't. I wasn't into that type of music when I was. What did you like? Let's see. Heavier stuff. What What year did they come out? They were out in like '95, early '90s. Kind of, yeah, and then they kind of yeah, projected mid, big say, time yeah. in '98, 2000. Right. Huge. So the '90s. Yeah. yeah. So I was into cranberries. <laughs> <laughs> I love the cranberries. No, <laughs> no, not the cranberries. I was, I was into. No, <laughs> don't say you too, because I I hate you too. Me too. I'm not. I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of you too. I was into like actually classic rock and blues. Nice. Back then. Nice. And I'm impressed. And Doctor Dre. I can't. Who Dr. isn't into yeah. Doctor Dre? That Dude, I remember guy. playing Sim City when I was a kid. Uh, playing Sim City and listening to on the Super Nintendo and listening to the original Chronic on repeat for nice. hours. Yeah. Hours. Dude, that's a sweet... Isn't it crazy how you would do that when yeah. you were younger? Just like the same album over, over. and over and until over. I, and until over you know all the words. And I'm 38. That's a 20. That year's, that album's 20 plus years old. And I still know almost every word to every song yeah. on that album. Yeah. Awesome. All right, so you still haven't answered your, awesome. your uh, celebrity crush. We'll get into music next because I love music. Yeah, me too. All right, Timmy, what you got? I'm, str- I'm struggling with this. There's too many options. Well, let's, like, let's just let's just say you're walking down Hollywood Boulevard, yeah. and they're all there. That's pr- that's pretty much what happens, though. George Clooney. <laughs> George Clooney, for sure. Yeah, that's true. If somebody if somebody looked at my my uh, no seriously though, if you saw like that's what I was getting at. Like if I was walking down the boulevard like you're saying right. and I, all those celebrities are there honestly i'd be more likely to like go to hugh jackman and to zach efron than i would to like I, there's there's not really any women i look at like oh my god i gotta talk to him you know like i, I don't res- i don't know there's just no respect there in that sense that I so have. you don't respect women i do respect women <laughs> so i'm be careful on that comment i agree that sounded like that but what i'm saying is there's no actresses that i'm like oh my god i gotta go see him i thought he was <laughs> All right. I, I can't. Know. I can't wait. It's all right. It's fair. I cannot it was wait. A bad. No, time out. I cannot wait to do the 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 major news company headline for this. Dave Thomas does not respect women. <laughs> what major news company? No one gives a crap about me. Blow on our planet. Yeah, Boulder Planet News. My own team's gonna put quid, that comment on. Quid pro quo, motherfucker. He doesn't like any women actresses. Okay. <laughs> I like McCarthy. She's good. I'd like to see her. Which McCarthy? Melissa? The, the Melissa, yeah. She's good. She's hilarious. Oh, like as a comedian? Yeah. yeah. So, not I as a celebrity to... crush. Oh, you guys are saying like celebrity crush like hottie. Sorry, okay. No, I, it doesn't I, matter. Oh, I, that's what I said. I was just saying like people I respect I would want to go say oh. hi to. Will Ferrell, her, you know, Zac Efron. Yeah. That's what I was getting at. Yeah. Maybe that's oh, why we're I off thought... here a little bit. Yeah. You're thinking of hotties. That's the problem. They can be hot. Like, <laughs> I think I think Diane Lane yeah, is mean, hot. Yeah. And she's a great actress. Exactly. And I bet you that if I sat down with her, we could have a really good conversation exactly. about something interesting. Tim's really confused over here. He's no, confused. I'm not confused. I'm he just is not I, sure how the you first to go person with this. that comes to mind is like Jen Aniston. But there's a reason why Jen can't hold on to a man. You know. 
So she's got problems. You think? You seen no why respect can't you women? Hold on to a Is that man? what you're saying? Well, what, why can't <laughs> the, maybe, maybe, she needs the right man? Oh, because you know that that that's a good one. Because my wife, she she's like on the Jennifer Aniston train, right? Yeah. She's always like, oh man, that's too bad. It didn't work out for her. You know, she's such a great person. Like you know, How do you like they know, friends? right? Yeah. But sometimes you can't corral a flame. It needs oxygen. Right, give I some, like give analogy. something some distance, and it will, it will, it will shine bright. Maybe, maybe that person needs needed to give her some room. <laughs> She's gonna shine this bright. Is, this is more like a, T, a TMZ <laughs> this is, this is episode. <laughs> this is, I think this is gonna get three listens. One, two, three. <laughs> no, my mother-in-law and my mother share everything. <laughs> my mom, my so mom will, I'll post it. My mom. They share everything. Yeah. So my mom a, will be I just noticed that, that, that it's funny you guys said that. I was looking. It says your top. Can, yeah, I was looking at Bowen Plants Facebook. It says your top contributors is my mom in there. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> no, I'll just uh, I'll just title this podcast like top ten reason or top ten ways to kill a buck during the rut, and it <laughs> yeah. will it will automatically get awesome. like two thousand two thousand downloads. That's a good idea, dude. <laughs> we, we covered all that ground that yesterday morning. <laughs> And we didn't record any of it. That's We're right. like giving deer hunting tips to a younger guy. <laughs> That's hilarious. Learning, trying to figure out how to kill deer on public ground, trying to kill, you know, asking us all of our tips and secrets and whatever else, and we didn't record. Have you any guys of ever? Um, speaking of that, like public ground, have you guys ever like, you know, been walking out of your spot or anything, and all of a sudden, like, you're walking, and you see a deer, and you're like, oh, oh crap, right? And you stop. And it's like maybe a shooter or a doe or something you want to shoot, and you try to and you hit it and you actually kill it, like a spot and stalk on accident. I've I've done that not on not on public ground, but I I've done it multiple times on after a morning hunt on a you know on the my other properties that I hunt. Have you got the deer? Yeah. Nice, nice work. Yeah. I've had that happen me three times in my life. I was thinking about the other day. I don't know why. I was walking out after a morning hunt, like you're saying, and I be I go slow on my walkouts, you know, I don't rush out or anything, and. I see a deer. I'm like, oh, here we go. And I cock and knock an arrow. 60 yards, 80 yards, usually miss. But <laughs> uh, I've actually missed every time, three times now. Um, but I just remember how cool it felt, like, just to be on the ground and, like, taking that shot and on state land. It was just, yeah. it was, you know, it was cool, cool experience. Yeah. I just wish I would have succeeded, but, you know. Yeah. I've, you I've know, done it with a rifle, but never with a bow that I can think of. I've, on the walk in a couple of times, I've, tried and not one time to come together speaking of that one time i was walking out to my stand it was a, n- a night hunt it was like i don't know three o'clock i'm walking through state land and i heard this bah like a, a lamb like bah and i'm like what the hell is that and i stop i have a decoy in my hand too and i just happen to have a decoy and i see and i'm looking and i see this like deer moving so i dropped the decoy and i'm like oh crap because i was trying to grab my bow and uh it was like a fawn and it came out too it came right up to the decoy a foot from my foot you know like right here and then the wind augusta wind blew and it moved that decoy upside down like it was just one of those flimsy ones you remember the flex ones you could roll up yeah and it flew up and the thing went <laughs> it hit me with dirt it ran so fast yeah. i'm like holy cow i thought i thought that story was going to be like i heard a fawn and then i shot it i like. know <laughs> yeah. i recognized it was a small deer but i you know it still made me nervous it yeah. just happened so quick and all of a sudden it was right there i mean it was a yearling it wasn't necessarily a fawn it was a yearling but still man i've done that uh while Walking back from this staging area one one year, uh, was after like a late October morning hunt, and they're still standing corn. And I was walking along the timber line and the cornfield, and there was a doe head in the cornfield, body in the grass. And that was in t- that was like two years ago, two or three years ago. And I just, I mean, it was literally I gave her an opportunity to run away because I didn't want to have to drag a doe out that day because I had other things to do. She stood there, and the longer she should, stood there, like the more I was shuffling my feet and standing there and whatever, and she didn't move. And I was just like, okay, I have to now, yeah. right? And that was like at 20 yards, maybe wow. maybe inside that. that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so what's the rule like in Iowa for what, what you guys – because you guys are, you know, you guys are doing a different game, right? you got big bucks running around. You have to really think about how many does, how many bucks. You really, I mean, there's a strategy. It's a little different than I think in Michigan. I think – So are you shooting does all the time or not really? Well, you're asking a question to someone who doesn't own or lease property. So if I was an owner of a property 
or a leased property and had man had management let's, options. Let's go that way. Yeah. Okay. So if let's say if you I did, I don't acres, like I don't I, I can't answer that question because I've never been in that scenario before. Yeah. But I do try to take one dough a year for the freezer, and then once I fill that tag, then what's the tag rules in Iowa? Uh, depends on what county you're in for does, because okay. my county, there's a number associated with that county, and every year it doesn't get, like, the tags don't go out. But the county that I live, you can buy your buck tag, and you can buy your one doe tag at, uh, you have to buy it at the day the tags open. And if you don't buy, if you don't get it, it's sold out in two days for does. So you can only get your statewide buck tag as a non-landowner. But on the other county that I hunt, if I wanted to, I could go buy it back and buy 50 tags. Yeah. That's how Michigan is. Unlimited. It's unlimited. Private. Just keep go buy doe tag all you want. Yeah. Care less. There's yeah. so many does. I mean, I don't know if it's good or bad. I, I'm not a, I'm not a bio, bio guy. I don't understand the management part of the process. But apparently it's bad because it's not like Iowa, Ohio or Illinois. But, you know. But you also have to remember – Iowa only has 2% public ground. It is either the 50, 50th or the 49th wow. in Crazy. public hunting property in the entire state. Next to Texas. Uh, it, might be, it might be Texas, but it, yeah, something like that. It could be. Anyway, um, so kind of going back to that, just to like, a, yeah, Iowa has big bucks. Don't get me wrong. Every everything you see is mostly true, um, except for the fact that if you're outside of managing your own property and you're hunting public ground, yeah, you're going to run into a bigger deer. You know, not a probably a Boone and Crockett, but it's not. There's a there's a difference to like what you see on TV. Or you read about in the managed, like the cover of the North American Whitetail and all that stuff, as opposed to public ground. The public ground, there's 6,600 or 23. No, it's it's pretty big. There's a big chunk of, of public ground just south of where I live, and it gets absolutely hammered every year. Right. No doubt in my mind. Right? Yeah, so I would compare the pressure on that property to you know, not Pennsylvania or Michigan, but to some of the higher populated states, just because our public land is condensed down yeah. so much people, if they want to have to hunt it, yeah. right. Just like, just like any other state, but, but we have way less hunters and more p private ground. So, so where, you know, some of these deer can run through and you could get a crack at a, at a big one, but you're still fighting. I still have to, when I go hunt public ground, I still have to fight other people every single time I, oh. I decide to do it. So it's not like uh, people, people get wound up in the fact that Iowa has big bucks and they do asterisks if you manage yeah. property and if you, but I'm telling you, there's still guys that get it done. Just like, just like there's guys who kill you know, every year you hear a story out of Michigan of some dude on public yeah. ground killing True. a booner. That's right. right? That that some monsters. Yeah, that just happens creeping. a little bit more in Iowa. Have you hunted Iowa? Mm-hmm. How many times have you been there? Just once. Did you see anything big or mm -hmm. did you get yeah. one? Yeah. Wow. Nice. Yeah. How big was yours? It was uh, it was in the sixties, one sixty. Wow. Yeah. Who'd you go with? Some um, friends or how'd you get on? I mean. No, I hunted with an outfitter. Oh, okay. It was when I was with the outdoor group. Wow, that's so. cool. Well, it must be nice. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, don't, you got point? You got points for Iowa? I don't know. That's you something should. I need to probably start doing. I didn't know. I didn't know that's what I need to do. I, I usually just get points for Michigan bear and elk. I've been yeah. accumulating those. Yeah. Because I figure at some point I can do the elk hunt in Michigan. Problem is, it's all gun. There's no way to do a bow there. It's all flat land, and you have to like go with a guide. They take you on. Like all that land the elk live on is private. So, but the state has made it um, a deal with all those hunting those com the community. It says we're allowed to take hunters across your lands during the elk run um and they pay him a fee a subsidized fee yeah. and uh but you have to have a guide you can't just walk around right so the guide will take you to if you get it you can pull a doe tag i could pull a doe tag right now probably if i want but i'm waiting for the the buck tag I yeah if i'm it's once in a lifetime once you get it and you're done you'll never get it again right so it, you, you know that's that's pretty cool um that small herd very right small so herd. michigan 
Kentucky, and from what I hear, Kentucky has some gigantic bulls. Hmm. Another, I think that's a once-in-a-lifetime tag. Mm-hmm. And then West Virginia just started a – is it either West Virginia or Virginia just started an elk program, and I think Pennsylvania as well. So the reintroduction of these animals is, is – it's, it's making cool. another option for the residents of that, you know, who otherwise may not be able to do it, but it could take you yeah. 20 years to draw a tag. We have, uh, you know, it's interesting because we have elk in basically, the, if you're looking at Michigan like this, we have elk in this region. And then if you cross into the, if you cross the, into the UP of Michigan, uh, I'm not sure there's elk up there. I'm not positive on that, but I know there's like mountain lions, there's wolves. We have the wolf pack now. We have, uh, uh, I think there's moose up in the, like certain areas of it. And but anyway, uh, we were driving. Sorry, a car, car just drove by us. It's all good. And a plane at the same time, I think. We're, dri- we're driving uh, the UTV. My buddy's got a little lake house in the UP. It's beautiful. It's like the whole lake looks copper color. It's yeah. really gorgeous. It's just a little crap house, but it's just a beautiful, tiny little Indian-type lake. And uh, anyway, he owns 20 acres five miles down the road. So I used to have a UTV that was a four-door. It was like a four-door. It was, it was really cool. So we took that. We would take that from the cabin all the way to the, the I'm sorry, the lake house to the cabin. So we're driving, and all of a sudden, you see the biggest wolf you ever seen in your life cross the road. It was the creepiest thing, because he's like, I don't think there's wolves in this area. As soon as he, I swear to God, as soon as he said it, this thing, we we're like, what? And we hit the brakes to look for it. The land up there is so thick, you can't even see in a foot. That's how thick that land is. I mean, literally, you can't even see into the run at all. Now I'm thinking in my head, like, dude, there could be hundreds of those wolves in here, thousands. <laughs> you would never even know because there's so many. I mean, you, they're so thick and dense. And so they've wrecked havoc on, like, the herds up there. Like, right. the deer the deer up there are, like, the worst hunting there is in the UP for deer. Whatever else up there, I don't know if it's elk or moose, but they're getting hammered, I'm sure. Right. Those wolves are just, you know, they're huge. I mean, that thing was a huge wolf. It scared the crab out of us, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys have wolves by you? Mm-mm. Do you guys have wolves? No. Oh, dude. They really added those. They weren't even there before. They added them back. Right. There's a lot of people that are pissed about that, yeah. A lot of locals shoot them, shoot shovel, whatever you call it. That's what I hear. It's bad up there. They they come on their farms, kill their cows. Oh, yeah. That's no animal joke around. I mean, you're talking to an animal that will kill your dog in like two seconds. And you, if it it gets on you, man. I don't know why. This may sound crude, but some of my favorite videos to watch on YouTube are when a – there's a California – it's always in California, the mountain lions that jump the fences and they just – By the pool or whatever. By the pool, and it's just like – Eat the dog. This little Maltese comes out of the door, and it's just like (laughs) – And then the mountain lion just goes – And – Literally pulls the chain out of wherever it is going, jumps the fence, and is gone. And you just see the Crazy. the chain kind of g- disappear with it. <laughs> I, I get a I, there's a little little Those chuckle. Are scary though, right? There, I mean, they're out here. They said there's mountain lions yeah, out here. Yeah, yeah. All right, creepy. Tim, bucket list hunts. Whew. that's the only thing I have a bucket list for. Bucket list hunts. He's, okay, you've killed an elk. You've killed whitetails, obviously. Yep. Um, what other species have you harvested? Let's just stay. Mule let's, deer. Mule deer. What else? I mean, stuff down here, a bunch of, you know. Exotic stuff. Exotic stuff. Yeah. Hogs. I've killed lots of hogs, turkeys. Um, <clears throat> I really want to do a sheep hunt before I'm too old because my clock is ticking. You got points accumulating for that? Yeah. Where at? I still don't think I'll draw. Colorado. Yeah. I, ha- I used to building points in montana too but i just let it lapse for too long i think yeah. it was two years or something and i lost them all what's the do you know what the draw results are for colorado this year yeah yeah i didn't draw you didn't draw Mm-mm. and how many points do you have i think four or five i think i'm, I'm way away from drawing i mean gotcha. at, one, at one point basically the strategy was once our kids get out of school my wife and i were going to move out there and then i'd be applying as a resident yeah but uh there was just some changes there. We we're starting to look at other places. Yeah. Um, and I just don't think my my wife wants to go somewhere warmer. So yeah. anyway, um, so yeah, I don't I don't I don't know that I'll ever draw as a non-resident. What? How many points for the people who are drawing? How many points? It depends upon the unit. Yeah. Um, I want to say the one unit that I was looking at it was like it was twelve, 
off the top of my head. Okay. It's a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And is Colorado one of those states where I know that if you draw a sheep tag, it forces you to get an outfitter and uh, no or, or a guide? Nope. No? So uh-huh. it, this can be a DIY all-your-own-hunt yeah. if you wanted it to be. Yeah, yeah. I think Alaska, they do that for sure Yeah. with, with sheep and bears, sheep, yeah. goats, and bears. Um, grizzly bears yeah or i should say brown bears i think i think alaska if you're a non-resident isn't it for all no animals uh-uh. no it's not uh-uh. okay no just at least the last time i looked which okay. has been a few years now gotcha all right so sheep that sounds like it's going to be a while if ever unless yeah. i unless you know i surmise a real nice chunk of money and want to go to Canada and do it or you know one of the one of the strategies you can do from what I understand is you can kind of make contact with some of these outfitters and just kind of always be at the ready and when they have guys bail out you can jump in on their deposit yeah and get the hunt for a lot cheaper yeah so that's one thing like uh Chris Denham over at Western Hunter uh, is a friend of mine and I was talking to him and he he had a hunt go down like that a couple of years ago in Alaska for a doll sheep and before he left, I just happened to, you know, connect with him, and <clears throat> he was just saying, like, hey, man, you should connect with a couple of outfitters and, and do this. He's like, it's worked out for me a, a couple times yeah. now, and so I've been looking at it. This is just rugged, rugged, rugged country. I mean, those they're sheeper in rugged country, and I, I'm not I'm not convinced I'm that much of a stud, so. Well, you're more than me. Like, the only thing I'm good at is eating and... Mustaches. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. This mustache that I'm, I mean, let's just everybody be quiet for a second. I want the listeners to hear this. If you could put visual to a sound, it'd just be like Scrooge McDuck raking up gold is what that is what that my mustache looks like. (laughs) It's a horrible description. No, it's perfect. That's awesome. It's amazing. All right. All right. But what's bucket list for you? (laughs) (laughs) Mustache man. (laughs) So that's the only animal on your bucket list? No, man. What? (laughs) Name it. Moose? Yeah. Okay. But I mean, I mean, honestly, I would go, I would go for most things. Yeah. You know, I mean, if I I had the means. If that's what I'm saying, if you have the means, we don't have a certain amount of means. So like, what's your top three? That's the point. Like, what what are the three you have that you really want to get before you die? I I mean, I don't want to sound like a total dick, but like, I've done every. my life has been really good in that regard. You know, Tim I mean, Kent, I've hunted, one percenter. No, not no, no. I don't mean like I've I've like spent a whole bunch of money, but like most of the time, like if I set my my mind to oh hey, I'm gonna go try and do something, I, yeah, I, I I do it. You know, and my my personal relationship, like with my wife, and everything is good. And my career has allowed me to do a lot of those things, so I, I've been very fortunate in that capacity. It's just. I get to go elk hunting every fall. That's something I really, really love to do, and I really don't want to miss ever. So I go elk hunting, you know, and, you know, get lucky. So basically you have zero bucket list. No, it's not that I have zero bucket list, (laughs) but I'm not a – see, like, I think bucket list for a lot of people is, like, it's almost like things that they feel like they'll they'll potentially never achieve or, or like, they – more of a it, wish list. It's like a wish list where I'm a, I, I'm an opportunist. You yeah. know, it's if I mean when I when I, the first time I went to Alaska. Should we change the question though? What do you plan to hunt? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, well, yeah. yeah. Give us the list. What will your Come budget allow? That's yeah. that's the that's the biggest thing is like the, the the budget and the tags are the two for right. me the two biggest drawbacks. They're budget ta- budget tags time right right, and it's just I'm just. Some of these things I'm never going to draw a tag for in the lower 48. I'm never going to draw a goat tag. At least I don't I don't think I will. I might get lucky while I'm still capable. But that's something you want right. to do. I, I would like to point. do it. Right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I would like to do. What you know, haven't you killed that you would like to kill? Sheep, goat, moose. Those are you know. kind of the yeah. hardest, right? Yeah. Generally. I mean, you know, I've, I've moose hunted once. I've never sheep hunted. I've never goat hunted. But I'd like to. You know. My bucket list hunt. Like when I close my eyes and I I, I envision a scenario that I Rhea. I <laughs> we're here. Oh, I wish that you didn't bring that up oh, Rhea. <laughs> because for the listeners out here, I uh, got a picture for you to put. Aria is a 
ostrich-like creature. Yeah. Right. Weird. Um, and we were having this conversation the other day about, you know, I am really passionate about whitetails, right? Trail cameras, mineral scouting, hanging up tree stands in the summer, you know, plotting all the year round, thinking all year round about whitetails. There's got to be one guy out there in the United States who is the same level of passionate towards Rhea <laughs> that I am. There's got to be one guy. You got you to tell everybody what a Rhea is. Yeah, try. it's you an ostrich-like it. creature. Yeah, yeah it's, a fl- it's like a giant a flightless, flightless bird. bird. You know, it has like, one middle finger that it'll, it'll flicks you off, and it's thick and like and yeah, the feet are enormous and Dude, it'll kill you. Creepy. Looking. Yeah, yeah. So the whole point is, I want to find the guy who is just a Rhea fanatic. Like, where does it even come from? India? Or something? I don't know. It's probably. It's, weird. it's not here. Yeah, definitely <laughs> not here. So anyway, I want to if, if for all the listeners out there, I. I am challenging you to find me the guy who is passionate about hunting Rias. And I, 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 I mean, like, take two weeks off work passionate. passionate. I'm talking about, um, like. Indiana Jones of Rhea. Yeah, just like. The, <laughs> the, it's, <laughs> it's R-H-E-A, I right? I want to make sure people know how to look this up. R R H E A. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah, from South America. Okay. South America. America. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, so uh, Indian Jones type dude. It says here: Argentina, Bolivia, Brazil, Chile, Paraguay, Peru, and Uruguay. The guy's definitely grassland birds, the, which is the, why they thrive in this here yeah. environment. I saw one this morning. It was a male, and like I guess the males take care of the the poults or babies. whatever babies. Yeah. Uh, and he probably had. 25 babies with him so that guy's been busy yeah crazy yeah it was uh anyway back to the ria like i want to get that guy on this podcast and interview him you should right that'd be cool the guy who passes who's sitting in a stand ria comes up he evaluates it goes nope not a shooter (laughs) like passes him (laughs) Not a shooter, you know. His uh, neck is uh, only forty-eight inches long. Sorry. He needs he needs one more year. Yeah, that's awesome. He needs one more year. Yeah. Like I want to find that guy anyway. Um, His mane isn't black enough. Right. Yeah. That like that it. crazy stuff. Okay, my bucket list. Close my eyes. I envision uh, environment. I place myself in it, and it's uh, a, a moose float hunt yeah, where they nice, drop you nice. off somewhere. You float down. You call. You're out there for like what, however many days, or it could be a um, an Alaska fly-in, drop, hunt, and then they fly back in. Like, while I still can, I want to take advantage of hunts, like you were saying, that are physically strenuous. And yeah. that when I'm 55, 60 years old, I know, hmm, unless I continue, like, if I continue down this path that I'm on. Your mustache will be huge. No, I got nothing but diabetes and arthritis in my future, <laughs> right? That's how, that's like looking down so i want to make sure i take care of all the the good i want to go on a caribou hunt like, yeah i don't know if, i didn't even say that one that's a good yeah, one I, forgot about caribou. I always forget about those now things. caribou in the mountains or caribou yeah, where do you in find the them? Where like do you find newfoundland these? where they migrate yes the migration oh, yeah, where no. just no. wherever sick, the, the mountain ones i go back to i'm i'm an oh, yes. i'm an opportunist so you know if like you know if i'm searching and i see a good opportunity to go hunt them somewhere right whether it's you know the woodland that you're talking about in newfoundland yeah. and that type of thing or you know barren ground or mountain caribou like yeah. if there's an opportunity and it works itself out like yes please mm-hmm. yeah. i'm in and then the last Your guy one. yeah i got it got it mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the last one which i'm going on a mule deer hunt this year in south dakota but I want to do, like, the videos on YouTube that I find the most interesting are the high country mule deer hunts, where these guys are at, like, 12,000 feet, they're glassing all day long, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a bitch to get to your glassing, to even get to base camp, you're hunting up there five, six, seven days, you locate one, you, you, you go get them. If you don't get him, the next day you try to locate one, and then you, you basically get one or less stocks a day yeah. on average. Like yeah. that, 
I want that. Do you follow Ryan Lampers? I've heard of him, and I'm Dude. sure I'm sure I've watched those videos. He's he 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 killed like I don't even remember what it was. Right, multiple amazing backcountry yeah bucks last year that were all huge enormous yeah dudes yeah impressive all right Dave Thomas Elks number one for my hit list yeah which you know in the next five years is my goal to get that done Michigan or Colorado I preferred like what you said why Colorado I just that's what I know that's what I've assumed is the I, I'm not saying I would go I would first off first thing I would do is call like yourself other people and say where would you go for elk and just get an idea of Nevada wherever it would be that makes the most sense right it doesn't have to be Colorado, but that's just the first thing a Michigander thinks of when they yeah, think of elk. That's why Colorado. I asked. Yeah. Um, so my goals right now are to kill a Michigan black bear, a Michigan elk, and then expand into mule deer is my my hit list big time. One of a couple of guys did it a couple of years ago on their own uh, South Dakota public land, mm-hmm. and the, uh, they they did a great job for the best they could do. They got within sixty yards. Guy couldn't get the shot off quick enough, you know, and they ran away. But it was a monster. Like, and they filmed it, and it was beautiful footage. Just, yeah. just awesome. Spot and just, Yeah, they were just they, they awesome. the glass, like you said, and yeah. they, they saw them. And South Dakota wasn't actually that bad because it's not it's more hilly than it is, like, mountainous. Yeah. So you can actually, you know, it, but it is more flatter, too. So yeah. there's some advantages and disadvantages, I guess. We've got a wind, windstorm below here. <laughs> the tornado. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. So elk and mule deer are my two. Yeah, important ones. I've already done Black Bear, and I've already did Audad now, and Access. That's all done. Yeah, you've you've crossed off a I've couple animals this week. Maybe on this you, trip, you bucket listed this week. <laughs> I did actually. Yeah. Access was on my hit list. That's for yeah. sure. So, but yeah, elk would be great, man. I, I mean, it sounds like you've done a lot of it. I've never went once, so for me, it's like it's life changing if you get, get a bull to bugle. I'm kind of scared, you know, because I don't want to get in that position where I'm like, like where I want to do it every year because I know I'm not going to be able then to. Then don't, and... then don't do it. Then don't. <laughs> no, but seriously, then don't do it the first year. Yeah, I heard it's amazing. Because, like, I went last year. Okay, the first year I went, total dog shit. Right, just weather, too many people, and me not taking the time to acclimate to the climate to, to the elevation just like it's three strikes i was out this last year trained my ass off i was i was in shape but you know obviously like you know you can train all you want but the elevation gets you every time type of deal until you acclimate right how does that work with acclimate you gotta like, like stay there a day in that one it's area all, it's all based day. upon the person man. yeah also you know. so for me my idaho trip Drove 18 hours, got to the trailhead, got out of the car, walked up, right? No acclimation, felt like shit for five straight days, like literally drained. And then once you get to that point, you're emotionally, you know, emotionally and mentally defeated. And second year, the second time, which was last year, trained my ass off. Like I just did legs until I couldn't do legs, right? Legs feed the wolf, so to speak, right? That's a bet. You know, I want to put that on the T-shirt. You have. Yeah, you should. I can't take credit for it, but because it, it's I've already, I've heard it somewhere else. It's a good. It's one, good. Right? It's a good one. Yeah. And so then we we drove to Colorado. I spent one night at my buddy. Got there at 3 a.m. Slept at my buddy's house. Then drove up to the camp. Spent the night there. You know, unpacking. Then the next morning. So I was in Colorado for you know over 24 hours and at 10,000 feet for 10 hours before we even started going up to hunt so i think just that alone got my body situated and i was able to recover much quicker nice. yeah so even flying versus driving out there is a big difference yeah you know i mean when i my sister moved um, lived in colorado for a few years and when i would fly out and I, and I handle elevation okay. Yeah. But I, I would fly out. I could definitely feel the difference rather. It hits you harder. Yeah. You yeah. And when, you know, drive or driving out. Yeah. Totally different. Yeah. Totally different. Absolutely. Yeah. But anyway, what I, to answer your question or to expand on your comment, like when I – so me and my buddy Ryan, we did paper, rock, scissors for, for who got the first shot at an elk. And he, he won. So he, we put him in the, into a position for the very first, uh, for the very first. <laughs> There's a, that beetle is gigantic. It's like a dung beetle. Whoa. Have you ever seen a dung beetle? I don't. 
I don't think so. I thought they were only in Africa. It could be. I mean, we are on the plains of Texas, so there right. could be some here. So anyway, uh, he uh, he drew first, and I'm just listening to this elk bugle at inside 50 yards. And when that happened, I'm like, I'm going elk hunting every year for the rest of my life. Yep, uh, it'll, ruin cool. it, it's, it'll ruin it, you. It's man. horrible because I I struggled physically there as well, just because the terrain was so much different than idaho but i was mentally prepared i was physically prepared and i recovered quick and it sucked it's that type two fun everybody talks about the day we get off the mountain and i'm like oh great a break right the day we get off the mountain and go home i thought about elk hunting for the next two weeks straight wow it's it so when crazy. they when they bugle within 50 yards then do you just go tree to tree behind the tree like stay behind the tree until they get close enough to take a shot. Well, this one was bedded, so we called him out of his bed. But I mean, we're not going to get into elk hunting tactics <laughs> on this podcast because you know it's a lot, you can't yeah. you can't mention Diane Lane and elk hunting in the same. <laughs> yeah, we've gone we've gone we've far. Gone really far, guys. Yeah, we've started we've out with high fence distance. all the way to this. Yeah, and I think we've we're past the hour mark here, and. Uh, you know, before lunch. we lose, before we actually lose our last listener, <laughs> we'll probably call it good. So, Dave Thomas, Thanks for having me. founder Appreciate of Wendy's, it. and Tim Kent, Golden Boy. <laughs> Thanks for uh, joining me today. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, man. Thanks. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Another BS session in the books. Huge shout out to Tim Kent and Dave Thomas for taking time out of their busy schedule. And it really wasn't that busy because they were pretty much just sitting on a couch when I walked up to them and said, "Hey, would you like to? Would you guys like to record a podcast?" And uh, they said yes. So that's how that happened. Anyway, huge shout out to all of you for taking time out of your Memorial Day to listen to this podcast. So thank you very much. And huge shout out to all of the partners of this podcast. Hunter Safety System, Lone Wolf, Wasp, Ripcord, Ozonics, Prime. And there you have that. What else? And that's it. I don't have too much to say. Go out and enjoy the rest of the day with your family. Uh, Go thank a vet. Go thank a current soldier, and uh, other than that, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna shut her down. And if you are going to be in a tree, our friends at Hunter Safety Systems are reminding you to please wear your damn safety harness. Have a good rest of the week.